you're listening to Baby Steps with Matt and Adam, where we learn the basics of the Christian faith together through steps so small they seem ridiculous. Let's get going. Coming in at number four of the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother. What does this mean, Adam? It means... We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Can you say that again? Sure. It's that was a lot. A, it's a long one. So, honor your father and your mother means we should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. All right. Well, that's kind of loaded. It is. So first, I got to acknowledge that the first three commandments that we've gone over Mm -hmm. are dealing with our relationship with God. Yes. And the next seven are dealing with our relationship with others. Right. This one starts that seven off. And so it's placed in a position of importance. Why do you think that is? Oh, well... Yeah, I, first I want to respond to the idea of when Jesus is asked, what's the most important commandment? He summarizes all of them. We've said this every time, but here's you actually see the transition. Yes. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So that, those are the first three. Mm-hmm. Not then, love your neighbor as yourself. So now we're into the what we would call the active righteousness, loving your neighbor. And I think, and I know that God starts off with honor your mother and father uh, because all active righteousness, all things that we are going to do in this life to love our neighbor, love someone outside of ourselves, begins in your home. It begins with your parents uh, creating you, giving you birth, caring for you. And so God knows In the home, it's like the easiest place to love, but it's also the hardest place because there are no games being played. You you know, everyone sees the good and the bad. And so this is the place where there's a lot of honesty. And so right from the start, God is creating, uh, giving parents as representatives of God. So parents are creating order. They serve the well-being of all society. So God's saying for all society to be blessed, for This creation, now that it has death introduced, you need to love your mom and dad and work within the home for the well-being of all society. Like this is where you're going to learn to receive love from your neighbor and give love to your neighbor. Because this is how God created us to walk on the earth. So this one's an important one because it sets the whole trajectory for love your neighbor as yourself. All right. So this is the building block of society. I, yes, it is the building block. Okay. All right. So how are we supposed to love and honor our parents? Oh, well, this is, this is hard because the... Let me just start off this whole one by saying, uh, as you work through asking God to forgive you and to be forgiven, it is the people you are closest to that you're going to have to forgive the most and ask for forgiveness the most. So we are told not to despise. So uh, don't despise or act in anger towards your parents. In other words, respect them, 
and listen to them and love them because they've given you life and they represent God. They are not God, but they represent God keeping order. And so um, I just know as you look back over your childhood and over your adulthood, the places where I I just begin this one by going, God, please forgive me for dishonoring my parents uh, in my youth. And even now, um, forgive me. And then I have to hear God say, Adam, you're forgiven. I've given you Jesus Christ. But now move forward in trying to uh, love them and cherish them and respect them. Yeah, as we were uh, studying for this, I I was just overwhelmed with like guilt and things that I'm like, I have totally failed and could do better. And Lord, please forgive me. You're forgiven. Thank you. Am I forgiven, Matt? Can you- you're you're forgiven. Thank you. Well, and and part of the issue with honor your mother and your father is that it's in us. Like we know this on a very practical level. Like obey your mom and dad because I said so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think theologically or from a spiritual perspective, we overlook it very quickly. We just think everyone knows it. But really, I'm realizing uh, through the reading that, oh, you want to love your neighbor and you want to please God. Again, you're not saved by loving your neighbor. You're saved by the work of Christ. Mm -hmm. But you please God when you love your neighbor. And your first neighbor is your mom and your dad. Yeah. And as a parent, it's your child. And so... uh, I just think it begins with a spirit of forgive me and now help me to grasp why and how and what this means for us. Because this this commandment does have a promise. God does say, mm-hmm. I will bless you in the land for a long time. Like this one, if you can honor your mother and your father, um, you can be blessed. And again, that's not a super spiritual idea. That's a because I've created a building block of society. Mm-hmm. And this is how I've created you to live. Like I've made the specifications for humanity and the earth this way, and I'm restoring you to act like this. So I think it's a good discipline and a good conversation to go, so how can I honor them? And the first way is don't despise them. Yeah. So don't always be kicking against your parents. I I was thinking about this on why it's the first and why it's so easy for us to actually dishonor our parents or disregard, basically Mm -hmm. just kind of disregard our parents. And when you think about the root sin of Adam and Eve, Mm -hmm. the first thing they do is they dishonor their father. Right. They rebel. And so I feel like we have this inherent rebellion in us to kick against any authority structure that's placed over us and the first authority structure that we are given our parents. Right. I actually think uh, when the curse is handed out to Eve and it says you'll have pain in childbirth, uh, the actual reading of the scripture, it can be taken both ways. Uh, The first way is, oh, it's going to hurt to have a baby now, Mm -hmm. which we all agree with. But there's another way to understand it, which I think we would also agree with, which is that raising children is going to be difficult now because of this sinful nature in all humanity. As these kids go through their terrible twos and they're starting to assert themselves, they're kicking against you. And as they're being raised, they're kicking and trying to rebel against you. And you're teenagers and young adulthood. You're like, I know better. And uh, that's why this commandment is given. And so like in the not despising them, it's, 
it's realizing, and I think we are to be taught as children that even when your parents are wrong or they're just not good at being parents, you're going to have bad parents and there's going to be people who don't know how to parent. But we need to be taught that God set this up. And so we're honoring people who maybe don't deserve it, but we're honoring them because God said, I set this up. Yeah. So we're recognizing it as a, an official position created by God. Right. And we're honoring our parents who are in that position. Right. And so, I mean, we started with the negative, um, but it also goes to the positive where it says, honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. And so that's almost marriage language, right? Mm -hmm. And I think with honoring, it's even above loving them. That's to me, that's honoring somebody or honoring something would be almost, it's beyond like loving and I'm just going to be loving to you, but it's saying, I'm going to, you're speaking unreasonably or you've made a mess of things and I'm going to trust the Lord to provide what you're not providing for me right now and try to show you love within respect and respect. Now, I think the issue, really the issue is always like, what if they're bad? Right. Right. And uh, so at this point though, let's, let's expand it. So God, because in the catechism, it says, uh, parents and other authorities. Mm -hmm. So God has set up a structure where parents do what they can to create a nurturing home, but parents need help. So there's teachers and then there's governments. So there's police officers, there's governors or kings or princes, and uh, there's pastors. Um, Yeah, there's other... uh, Authority. People... Like supporting the role of parent. Right. If you look at all of society and the way it's built, it's all in support of the parental roles and to help them fulfill their purpose, which is to raise kids who love God and can serve the world. Right. So uh, you start to draw it out to the other authority structures and you realize that in this commandment, God is saying... I created you to be under authority structures and I promise I'll take care of you, Mm -hmm. but you love your neighbors by obeying the laws of the land, by supporting the leaders, by obeying your teachers, or even in your workplace, your boss. And, but again, the question is when they're unreasonable. So let's get into that. So what, when is it a good time to disobey your authority structure, your parents, your boss, your government? Right. So the Bible, fortunately, does get into this I know. for us. And basically, whenever they are leading you away from God or commanding you to do something that goes against God's word, right. that's when you refrain or disobey uh, your parents or the authority structures that are telling you to do something. So when they're compelling you to uh, sin against God... Mm-hmm. That's when we uh, say, I choose, and I think, I believe the uh, apostles said this in the book of Acts, we will follow God, not man, because they're being told not to preach the gospel by the authorities. And then uh, they're saying, we got to obey God in this one. And so that's legitimate for us when, when parents or people that are above us are telling us to break straight up, go against what you know the word of God clearly says, you are then free to go, I have to honor God above this. Mm -hmm. However, there are times where uh, the authority structures permit evil or permit bad things, but they're not compelling us to do it. 
And in those cases, I would say uh, we are called to still honor yeah. them and their position, but we bear witness to live as God intended mm-hmm. us to live. So in a culture that says, you know, it's okay, like for Christians, we would say abortion is is against God's plan for, yes. for kids. It's not right. Our government does not force us to right. do that. It permits it. And so we live according to God's intention for us to live. And so we save babies. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we're still honoring and respecting our government, but we're living the way he created us to live. Yeah. And I think there's, in those instances, there's room for honorable disagreement, which I, right. I think is something we've lost or don't know how to do very well always. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but a, a way to say, look, this is what God, to remind, to honorably right. remind, like these are the standards that God has created us for, and this is how we're supposed to honor and love him. So Yeah, so I like that. Let's break it down, though. So we just used the big example. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down into real honest examples. Okay. So, um, because there, there is a way to deal with your family or with people you love and work for when they're being unreasonable or just not good at their job. There is a way I think to be loving and honoring, Mm -hmm. but also be setting boundaries. Yeah. Where you say you can be honest. I think because you were saying that it's we've lost this art because it's always one side or the other, and mm-hmm. now we're against you, and you're either evil or you're good. And, right. and the reality in these relationships is, no, I understand where you're coming from. I disagree, and here's my here's the way I'm going to honor you. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, like, if your parents are asking you for a lot of things that aren't necessary, so your parents are wanting you to come visit, I don't know seven times a year and it costs you a lot of money to fly out there and you're like, well, I need to honor them and love them. There's a way to honor them and love them and and say, here's what I can do. I can come out and visit you and take care of you. Or I can come out and visit you and and see you twice a year. Mm -hmm. That's what I can do. Anything after this is too taxing on our our situation. And so sometimes I think honoring your mother and father we get into just doing whatever they want and not really loving. Like loving is having a right. real conversation and saying, yes. here's what I need, here's yes. what you need. It doesn't always just mean going, okay, I'll do whatever. But that's as we transition into adults, I think. So as a child, yes. you, do, you do what your parents say and you trust them. And, but as an adult, you, you're allowed to, do, to draw boundaries because you love them and you want the best for them. Mm-hmm. Just like you would in your marriage or... Or any any walk of life, I think. Yeah, because I think you have to you have to work out uh, reasonable expectations and still work within your roles as children and parents and recognize that the relationships are different and that oftentimes um, children can put unnecessary demands on their parents and vice versa. Yeah, and we need to be able to have the space to have these conversations and figure them out together but not to just accuse or demand from one another um, something that they can't offer. Right, because the idea is to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And so loving your, the people around you means actually engaging them and engaging what you can and can't do. Uh, I know Jesus had to deal with a community of Pharisees, people who are following the law but manipulating the law mm-hmm. so that they weren't actually... They're supposed to be taking care of their parents as they got older. Correct. And instead, they had a loophole. 
they figured out a, a synagogue or temple loophole to to save their money and not have to give it to their parents. And Jesus was like, you're missing the point. And that leads me to my one idea of just to honor our parents too, as they get older, we do our best to care for them and provide for their needs. And we have several examples in our church of how people have done that, you know, taking care of their parents in the last years of their lives. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect seamless thing. It's a very messy, uh, Process. process of love and and working through that. But God sets this up because he knows that's going to be the building block of loving your neighbor. And now you're able to love the people in your neighborhood, the people in your church, like you're learning and growing. And that leads me to the final part of this is the discussion of as parents and as teachers and as authorities, we, we are also tasked with, there's a part of this commandment, which is tasking the parent because every kid becomes a parent. Right. And the purpose of this is to raise children who love God and receive his work. And then from that, they're secure in their salvation. They can then love others. And so all the parents out there today with young kids, you train them to love the Lord. And then you're preparing them to go to school and learn some trade. or Because all of our vocations, all of our work are serving our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so it really saves the world when we raise kids who can grow up to govern fairly and under God's reign and rule or whatever they do, um, they might bring life. Yeah. uh, Really at the end of the day, when you get down to it, the role of father and mother is to provide stability, order, and peace in our lives. Right. And, I think that's what goes along with the promise attached to it, that it may go well with you and you yeah. may live long in the land, is when you have honorable parents and children who are honoring their parents, you set up generations of people who can work together and build mm-hmm. and create and serve with God and one another. Yeah, that's why he states it first. I also just want to recognize... It's a painful, messy process where we need the grace mm-hmm. of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why there's pain in child rearing. There's, it's, it requires an honest conversation with your parents or parents with children. And it requires an honest conversation with God. Yes. You have to, you're going to have to call on him. Like, What is actually loving them right now? So as we wrap this one up, yeah, I, and as you are dealing with wow, I have not been a good child to my parents or I haven't been a good parent to my children. Right. Take that to God. Confess and say, Lord, I have fallen short. I have not given my parents honor. I have not instructed my kids to love you and to serve their neighbors. Right. Please forgive me. And then receive the forgiveness that comes with Jesus Christ. And you just got one more thought for me here. I know we were wrapping it up, but I just got a surge of... uh, Throughout history, children... I heard this on Freakonomics radio, and they were talking about the history of children and things like that. And they said children were um, economically priceless. So you would have children and put them to work on your farm, but emotionally uh, worthless. Like we didn't care about that. And so at the time of writing this catechism, Luther is kind of revaluing, saying, hey pour into the emotional and spiritual part of parenting. 
I feel like now in the last 50 years, children in our culture have become economically worthless and emotionally priceless. And so it calls for parenting and the relationship there to identify the idol. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you're, you're hoping these children provide for you and you're mad when they don't. And the other, you're hoping that these kids take all that you've poured into them and make you happy and they don't. They end up leaving you or rebelling against you. And so it's just this repentance and saying, oh, Lord, restore uh, a healthy relationship here because it reflects on how we relate to our Father who is in heaven. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is how we're taken care of. So this is the fundamental. You want to love your neighbor as yourself? The first place you can just get to work and is start asking the Lord, uh, how is my house? How yeah. is my house? And uh, teach me to love and cherish and honor my wife and my children or my husband and my parents. Um, All right. I, yeah. And, and I do say, I want to say this. Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Beautiful moment where he says to uh, John, John, here is your mother, John. So even as Jesus is suffering on the cross, he goes, I want you to take care of my mom. And mom, he's your son now. And so we need, if we need an example of what it looks like, there it is. And then we have other examples where his mom was like, what are you doing, Jesus? Don't do this. And he's like, mom, I love you, but you don't know what, I, you know, I'm about my father's business here. And I know you don't know all that. So you're gonna have to trust me, but he loved her till the end. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this is why I think family is important. Honor your father and your mother. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>